Okay, stop me if you heard this one. So the dude, Don Draper, and Thor walk into a deserted motel. No? Okay, we're talking movies. We're talking bad times at the Al Royale. Starring Jeff Bridges, Cynthia Arrow, and John Hamm. Written and directed by Drew Goddard. So, um, is this one of the Perf Hotels? <laughs> uh, yes, it is. And, uh, you know, you spend your life getting shook, learn how to spot a shaker. Hey everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of How'd You Like That Movie? Today we're going to be talking about the slow, slogging train wreck that is Bad Times at the El Royale from 2018. And before I throw it back to you, Scott, in that list of characters and actors that you listed, you managed to forget fucking Jeff Bridges. Like, multi-Oscar-nominated actor Jeff fucking Bridges. Anyway, Scott, take us away. So... Who played the dude in Big Lebowski? Jeff Bridges. So how did I forget him? Because he's the first fucking one. Ah, damn it. I wasn't paying attention to you again. <laughs> <laughs> ah, live from Cambridge, Ontario. <laughs> so, uh, I, I, I think we should just cut and edit this out because, man, no one's going to listen to this podcast anymore if they're like, this guy knows shit all about Okay, movies. yeah, let's cut. Let's, uh, let's cut that <laughs> and uh, we'll just go back to the top. <laughs> Well, I mean, let's be honest. I don't really listen to you, and most of the time I get fucking shit wrong about movies anyway, So, and people still listen, so there we go. Anyway, let's talk about the fucking movie. <laughs> nice little segue <laughs> <laughs> to, to just get get the, the shit off of you here. That's right. But now, based on your little intro there yeah. yourself. You like that? I'm assuming, that was good too, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to say this about it, though. This movie will be a cult classic. No, it won't. No, it won't. But, it, yeah, go ahead. Fucking lay it on me, because I actually I took some. I, I have a very strong opinion about this movie, and uh, I did I did my background on it. So yeah, tell me how it's going to be a cult classic because it's fucking garbage. Okay, so it is. Mm-hmm. I oh, this film was passed up a lot during its theatrical release, from what I saw. Do you mean but passed I up as more... in it didn't do well at the theater? Is that what you mean by passed up? Yeah, yeah, no. yeah. But. I think the more people watch it on streaming, the more people are going to gravitate to it and the more it's going to be spoken about. Just like his other film, Cabin in the Woods, that same scenario happened. And now it is like a cult classic. Everybody loves that fucking movie. And I think with this, it's going to, the same thing's going to happen. And I think just based on the fact that you know, you admitted you don't know shit about movies is 100% the reason why I'm right and you're wrong. <laughs> um, okay, so have you seen Cabin in the Woods? Or I think it's called A Cabin in the Woods, right? Or The Cabin in the Woods, I believe? The Cabin in the Woods, yeah. yeah I was going to I was gonna recommend it for uh, our Halloween theme for this year. Okay, so you don't, wanna, you don't want me to talk about it too much, but I do want to talk about it in context around, around the director and stuff like that. So, uh, I, I mean, I don't have to give it away too much. Um, but you, yeah, I will. I will say, yeah, yes, that film has become a bit of a cult classic. Um, it's very meta, you know. It's basically like you know taking an inside look at horror. And to be honest, okay, so this 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 film and and that are both directed by Drew. Is it Godard? Which I actually I thought he was he was related to like the famous French New Wave cinema director. But he is not. 
Uh, so like you try to get brownie points. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> <That's my dream. laughs> uh, so I mean, Drew Goddard is got an Oscar nod for his adapted screenplay for The Martian, which he was going to direct. And my note is, thank God he didn't. Ridley Scott did, uh, because first off, this guy. My after watching, so I watched Cabin in the Woods after I watched this, and I don't even like horror movies, but I'm like, I need some fucking context around this guy. Um, one of the things that I would say about this director writer is, have you ever heard the term like, uh, like, uh, too clever for your own good or clever by half? Like, you're, yeah, I, I, I literally know you, so. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, touche. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, so I think he thinks he's a better writer director than he is. I think that people have maybe told him he or these things because even when I um, was reading just some of the comments that he made when, about the cabin in the woods, you know, about being very meta and you know, like he wanted to do this film where it's like kind of taking a look inside horror genre and stuff. And then I watched it. I'm like. I get it. Yeah, I can see what you're trying to do here. And I'm not a big horror guy, so I maybe I'm not getting some of those references. But then I apply that same type of logic to this film. And I'm like, yeah, you want to make this like super fucking arty, neo-noir, uh, you know, cinematic fucking movie. And you failed. You fucking failed. You do not... You do not have the writing ability to write the snappy dialogue that you need for these types of noir films. Um, you're 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 not a good enough director. Like Cabin in the Woods, he like he directed, wrote it, and, pr- and produced it. Uh, and he he directed and wrote, and I I don't I'm not, I think he produced uh, El Royale as well. He does not have the fucking directorial skills for something this complex. Like, go this ahead, is go, ahead, go, ahead inter- go ahead. I'm going to interject a little bit. Yeah, go ahead, man. Um, you're fucking wrong, one, but like, I think I think this guy is. Um, I think his pedigree is very fucking milk very, toast, man. What is it like, fucking Buffy the Vampire Slayer and shit? But if you look like without getting into the whole like cancer culture, or, cancel culture, not cancer, cancer, cancer culture. culture. <laughs> but if you look at his mentorship, so yes, it looks like he started under Josh Whedon, then moved on under J.J. Abrams and uh, Damon Limeloff. I think that's how you pronounce his name. If not, oh well. Um, and they are, like, very good storytellers. For a certain type of story, though. Yes. But I think what you're missing here, this wasn't a, like, neo-noir thriller. It whatever. is a neo-noir. It fucking, it's literally listed as a neo-noir. This like, is a fucking... Quentin Tarantino love letter. That's okay, what this film Noir, is. Ne- it's literally it's four rooms mixed in with reservoir dogs mixed in. But that doesn't make it not neo noir. So just for for those of you there that, that this is kind of the the definition of uh, a, a, well neo noir is obviously like the new noir or new dark or new black uh, and a noir film. Is was coined in uh, 1955 by French critics Raymond Bordeaux and Etienne Chimonon. Uh It typically means a dark movie indicating something sinister or shadowy, but also expressing a cinematic style. The film noir genre includes stylish Hollywood cr- dramas, often with a twisted dark wit, right? So, you know, crime films, uh, anything that's kind of gritty, that's typically noir. So it doesn't give a f- it doesn't matter if he's trying to fucking do an homage to something. 
it's it still falls into that genre, right? It's like dark, it's seedy, it's playing with or it's trying to play with concepts of like good and evil. You know, it typically in noir films like the bad and the good are not like they're not really polar opposites. There there's there's that that nuance that's in there, right? Like just the way humanity is nuanced. And so I disagree with you that it's not a, a noir film. It's just not a good noir film. You know what I mean? Well, like I was saying, like this is a love letter, and each room. If is I was Tarantino own... and I got a fucking love, 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 if I got a love letter like this, I would be like, "Stay the fuck away from me, you crazy bitch." You know what I mean? Because <laughs> it's okay, fucking but, bad. But each room is its own genre of film. Uh, no, it's not. Really? No, the characters. It, the, each room is the is the character. If they were, and, and I mean that. If okay, so Jeff Bridges' room, mm-hmm. room four, that's the mystery room. That's the mystery genre. Trying to find who killed his brother, where the money is, the mystery, as well as dealing with the emotional and psychological thing of him going through Alzheimer's. Uh huh. Yeah. Room five, which is Cynthia, or sorry, how do I pronounce Cynthia Urvio um, or? or, or yeah, Cynthia. Irvine's she plays Darlene Sweet. Room. That's the musical. Yeah, she's the. It's because the rooms are de- de- uh, designed around the character. That's that's the whole point. It, it even they even talked about it in the production notes on on this film, right? Like, okay, let, similar to Four Rooms that Quentin Tarantino. It, it yeah, it doesn't. So first off, I don't even think Four Rooms is like a great Tarantino film. But just I get what you're doing, and I I, I saw that 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 uh, construct as well. Like, oh yeah, it's kind of Four Rooms. He's kind of doing that thing. It doesn't just because that's what he's trying to do doesn't mean he executed it. Um, so okay, let's talk about this film for a bit. So my I have two major quotes on this film. So I'm going to start with this one just because we're talking about Tarantino. Mm. So Ben Satch from the Chicago Reader, perhaps the most insufferable Tarantino knockoff since the '90s. And my note to myself is, it is insufferable Tarantino, but it's not the worst. And then I said, Reindeer Games, go. Fucking Reindeer Games is definitely a horrible Tarantino knockoff. Um, and that's what it is. It is a knockoff. It is him trying. But, I mean, there's a reason why Tarantino is Quentin Tarantino and everybody else is trying to be him. Like, he does that very well. He does that style of film very well. Nonlinear formats, flashbacks, uh, ensemble cast, blah, 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 blah. That said... Though, you know, the one thing I do want to talk about that I enjoy, I don't even know if I want to say I enjoy it, I respect about this film, is the set decoration, like the whole set construction is beautiful, like it looks great, it's got some good like 1960s music supervision in it, Um, but the cinematography is fucking cool, like there's some very awesome tracking shots, so um, before I jump into this, is there anything you want to talk about cinematography or anything like that? Like the aesthetic, because I've got, I've got no, a bit no, of stuff you on go, this. You go ahead. Yeah. Like I, I saw that everything was built from scratch yeah. and Marat, uh, but it is based on an actual hotel. Okay. Uh, it's based on, oh, just let me, give me two seconds. Cause I had it here, but it's, it's based on the Cal Nava resort and casino. Yeah. Cause, that it's, was actually... it's, cause it's also based, it's, it's, it straddles a border, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, that was once owned by Frank, Frank Sinatra. That oh, hotel. cool. There you go. Um, okay. So first off I'm, and I was watching this and it's like, I'm like, man, this looks really good. I'm like, I, I need to know who the fucking DOP is. So the director of photography is Seamus McGarvey, 
So this guy I got an Oscar nod for Atonement, which looks amazing, which lost out to There Will Be Blood. Also great cinematography. Well, obviously, like the film that beat it, I was going to have great cinematography. But uh, he also got an Oscar nod for Anna Karenina, which lost to Life of Pi. He, and I want to ta- I want to talk about this next film in relation to this to Bad Times. So he also was the DOP on BAFTA-nominated Nocturnal Animals by director Tom Ford, also the former fashion designer at Gucci. Um, as far as... And then he... So before we... And then I'll move on. Uh, he did The Greatest Showman in High Fidelity. So this film is beautifully shot. Nocturnal Animals by Tom Ford that he also DOP'd. Instead of watching this fucking two and a half hour, almost two and a half hour long slog fucking fest for some beautiful aesthetics, just go watch Nocturnal Animals. It's a noir film. It's it's his second film by Tom Ford. He did uh, a simple man or single man, which is also beautifully shot. Nocturnal Animals has Amy Adams and Jake Gyllenhaal and a bunch of other people. It's got a really fantastic class cast. It's super intense. It's like I said, it's beautiful to watch. It's just a much better fucking film. So go watch Nocturnal Animals by Tom Ford. Don't watch this. You'll get a sense of Seamus's de- uh, cinematography. But like everything this guy's worked on, like he is this beautiful cinematic. He's shooting on 35 millimeter film, anamorphic lenses. Like it looks good, but it's fucking boring. It's such a fucking boring film that like all that beauty it just it's 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 a waste of fucking time. Like I would say, I know normally I say stuff like, turn off the sound and watch it for the cinematics. I would just say like, put it on for a couple minutes, check out some scenes, come back to it a week later, watch a couple more minutes because the set decoration is beautiful, the cinematography is beautiful. There's a tr- there's a couple tracking there's a couple really interesting shots. So there's a tracking shot at the very beginning when uh, John Hamm's character discovers a secret corridor in the El Royale. Uh, and it took eight months to plan. He's like looking through a two-way mirror in, the, in each one of the rooms. Uh, it took, yeah, so it took eight months to shoot to, to plan it out. It took an entire day of actually shooting it, and it took something like, I don't know, 28 takes or something like that. Um, sorry, it took 27 takes for that one, and then there's another shot where one of the characters is singing while they're trying to like break into the floor. You know, that one where they're like, he's hammering and she's like hitting that high mm-hmm. note or whatever, man, that took 20 fucking takes to shoot. Like it looks nice. The production value is there. Uh, they spent what? 32 million on it and got 31 million at the box office. Like this is a, this, a guy of this caliber should not be trying to fucking make one of these films. Definitely not on his set, not on his second go. It's like, he just doesn't have the pedigree. He doesn't have the background for it. Like, okay, I'm going to stop there. Listen, you say some stuff because I, yeah, I'm yeah, going to start gonna, getting into casting and stuff. stuff. Yeah, uh, I'm going to say some stuff. Like one, uh, you're 100% wrong. Uh, about, two. About what? What? I'm 100% wait, wrong wait, about what? Let, let, let's say you're, you're saying he shouldn't have done that on a, like, you got to take chances. You got to go with what you're, um, sure. and what, sometimes what you're, you get you're it and sometimes and you what you're Patrick. And he fucking failed this time. Now let's see. I, I'm just I just randomly good thing I'm by my computer. Oh, and it was it was Michael uh, Shannon was the name I was trying to remember from uh, Nocturnal Animals. Yeah, well, Nocturnal, Nocturnal Animals. Yeah, okay, Nocturnal Animals. I guess you can watch that, but if you consider that a mystery thriller, then I'm not. Whatever. I'm considering it a film noir. I don't know why you keep saying calling it mystery thriller. Like that's that's. But Nocturnal Animals spoilers the fucking plot is everything you're watching is a novel the guy wrote 
None of that That's shit That's not happened. a spoiler. You know that right away. Yeah, but all that, everything, it's not like happening. It's reading a novel. And then you find out at the end, oh, I shouldn't have cheated on this guy. He actually was talented. Okay, that was the spoiler. <laughs> That's where the spoiler alert was supposed to be. Um, that, that, that doesn't negate the fact that you should watch that movie instead of this movie. This okay, Or... Now, okay, go ahead. You're now... Uh, <laughs> now based on you are saying how bad this movie is and i just randomly went on rotten tomatoes so this movie is rated fresh 74 percent by credits 73 percent by the audience i don't even know how that fucking happened i saw that too. I was like, thousand what the fuck? audience reviews because like i said this movie the more people watch this on streaming the more this is going to be a cult film and the critics consensus i know you're the i'm gonna quote shit i'm just gonna read the Greatest consensus of this movie: smart, stylish, and packed with solid performances. Yeah, but I only use the top critics. So if you look at the top critics, so my other quote was Richard Lawson, Vanity Fair. It manages to be both overwrought and underdeveloped, disappointing less for what it is than what it could have been. It could have been a great movie. I just think he can't. So first off, I think it was and too. I could com- shit gold, but sometimes it doesn't. <laughs> Right? I think, and, and that's the thing. It's art. Art is, um, what's the word I'm looking for? In the eye of the beholder. Yeah, exactly. And I think, and these eyes did not behold any fucking art in there except in the cinematography. And I, and I did, and and like I said, so you like, like this movie? I just want to confirm. You I did. I did enjoy this. Movie. Did you yes. think it was too long? It's two I did hours think and it it's could, two hours yeah, and twenty one minutes. could have. I, I will agree with you there, and um, I think they could have cut it down and I have the perfect way to cut it down. Cause you okay, said go. you did want to talk about um, casting next. Okay. I'm going to say w- w- this one little. Well, yeah, edit it, edit it down. Tell, tell us how, how we, how you edit it down. Usually okay, that's ready? my shtick, but I, I can't. So fix this this movie. is how I'm going to edit it down. Boom. Go Hollywood casting directors, writers, and you know, DOPs stop exploiting and stop over sexualizing chris hemworth there are buttons on a shirt for a reason he does not have to be topless in every fucking scene did you what about right? the dancing that scene where he's dancing he's doing that, like that a little was my scene. favorite part of First that was off, my favorite part. i am actually to be honest i am shocked that a man of that size can move like that I, it that was, was it was part. it was uh what's the word of move like it was like it was like a train wreck like i was like oddly drawn in by like his hips moving around like that. It was like a snake. Doo, 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 the fucking doo, doo, gyrating doo. behind Jeff Bridges. <laughs> <laughs> but, but to continue on, because I don't think what you guys are realizing is the mental, the mental strain you're putting on this poor man. Like 10 years from now, when his dad bod starts coming and he's watch, rewatching these films in the dark, sipping on his whiskey, just asking himself what happened. Right. You're going to have one depressed man. Just being like, I need one more push up to get those abs back. I need, I need those rolls again. Okay, but seriously, so you would just cut out that. I know that's that's a really funny take. But did you actually have like an editing? Did you think you could edit this down, or is it is it not like do you need all that stuff in there? No, I don't think you need. I think you know you could take out most of, like most of the stuff with him on the beach was like what two minutes of him just walking the beach with his shirt off. <laughs> <laughs> and then you had to, once you find out who his character is, like technically, like 
like the whole um like cult leader yada yada cult yada. leader right I, I don't think you also needed him walking you know in the grass <laughs> having the gladiator moment with his shirt off uh, and all the following so, okay okay so i know you we've we've had these conversations before where so i think that Remember when we talked about Cherry and I'm like, I, you know how I was like, I was like, the DOP was like, hey, so I can do this shot. And the director was like, I was like, there's a couple ways to go. The DOP was like, either ran wild and just did whatever they wanted. Or the DOP kept bringing them shots and they were like, yes, we want all of that. All of that. Um, some of these shots, do you think it was the DOP just being like, no, 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 no. We got to have this. Or do you think he was like, well, we could do this and we could do that. And the director was like, sure. And took both of them. Like, like you said, there's a lot of no, these just shots I, of Hemsworth say, walking around, like being half naked. Yeah. That's the Some people I, are probably going to go out and watch this now. Cause they're like, he's fucking half naked in this movie. Yes. Please. Like every scene, every scene he's in every, every he doesn't come in until about fucking... like the midway point. So you could just fast forward and fucking, if you just want to see like, the shirt with him, like he's literally wearing a button down shirt with, but, decides not to button it <laughs> right but, oh what i'm saying is i think it's more drew because think about it he wrote it he directed he produced it like this is his vision 100 okay. so it's his fault that he's vision. naked all the time yeah 100 <laughs> percent. right but they um like in terms of the cutting of the scenes i think they spent yeah, her, his his editor, it's the same editor that he worked with on um, The Cabin in the Woods, and I just don't think she was up to the task of editing this. There's, there's Some of the shots sit too long uh, before they move back and forth. So go ahead. Sorry. Because what I'm saying is, like, this is – it is a linear movie, but then they do it, like, non-linear where you see, like um, – what was that movie with uh, – fuck. Dennis Quaid, Vantage Point, where yeah, it's, yeah, like, yeah. you see other people's perspective the same yeah, yeah, scene yeah, yeah, but yeah, other yeah, people's yeah. perspective kind of thing um well and there's like I flashbacks think... and stuff like that right because you're getting backstory like the the bank robbery and and that type of stuff so like you said it's it is like four rooms and 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 reservoir dogs kind of jammed together that idea right where you're kind of like moving around learning about the different cast members which is very like in reservoir dogs right you're getting some of the backstory of the characters no yeah like i see like i think and then you, you get into like parts where when they when they start going into the rooms, like when all of a sudden it's like maintenance shed, and then there it's like the um, oh my god, the bellboys backstory, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So uh, that's the thing. Like he he was the um, oh in Reservoir Dogs, who was um, Harvey Keitel's character, Mister White, right? Yep. Yeah, he was like the Mr. White, right? Instead of just being the meek, the meek bellboy, like this guy was like a born killer, right? Sure, 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 sure. Yeah, I, I again, I told you, I understand what he was trying to do. I just don't think he executed it. Uh, do you but, have any comments yeah. about casting? Like, do we, because do you want to, I'd like to talk about that. I think the casting was great. I well, think... I, I, yeah, I started it with uh, Chris Hemsworth. Yeah, I think. Um, yeah, I think. I think the casting was well, like, and I like the homage as well to to Psycho, right? Because you you kind of think that John Ham's the main, right? Yeah. But do you know who was supposed to play that role? Russell Crowe. 
Fuck you. <laughs> what? What? You think I wasn't going to know that? Come on. Uh, I mean, I think I actually think that John Hames a better a better choice for the what that character became, unless unless Russell Crowe was going to just do the character different. Um, but uh, so first off, on the topic of John Ham, who I mean, uh, John Ham, John Ham. Sorry, I always call him Ham. I don't know why. Um, he was obviously he's fucking Don Draper from Mad Men. Anybody who has not seen Mad Men or has rewatched Mad Men, go rewatch it. I'm I'm rewatching it for the second time. That show was f- so good. It does just make you want to like drink and smoke. Um, and I actually I, I have a little bit of commentary just on Mad Men. I realized. The actual, like, the best roles in Mad Men are actually the female roles. They have the most character development. They have the best, like, monologues and stuff like that. Uh, Don Draper really doesn't really change much through seven seasons or whatever. Anyway, yeah. So, obviously, he's, you know, Don Draper. Um, he was in Bridesmaids, which he's, he was super funny as, like, the super douche in Bridesmaids. Uh, he's in Sucker Punch, The Town. And normally I don't talk about movies they're going to be in. But he's going to be in fucking Top Gun Maverick on November 19th. Woo! Feel the need for speed. Oh, I thought you were going to go with he. he's uh, Fletch now. I thought that's what you were going to go with. Oh, no, 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 no. But that's also awesome. Um, I had a big issue when he comes on, on, on scene and he's got that unbelievably horrible fucking southern accent. Right. And I'm like, what is going on here? Right. And then you realize like, oh, he's putting that on because he's like undercover or whatever. I'm like, no, just don't do that. That was a bad directorial choice. Or if the actor wanted to make that choice, that was bad because John Hamm's not doing a good Southern accent. And even if that was the whole point is that the idea that an FBI agent who's like undercover or trying to be on the DL is going to put on a horrible Southern accent it would be just better if he just used his normal accent. I, I found it just jarring. It was bad. It was bad. It was. It did not work for the for the actor. Um, I mean, I don't know if you have a comment on there, but I found it fucking appalling. I, I that's did it. not notice it at, at all. Oh man, it was like it was like <laughs> nails on a chalkboard. As soon as he starts talking, and it was nice when he went back to his like normal accent. It is hard, especially when he's dressed in those kind of period outfits. It's hard not to be like, ah, it's fucking Don Draper. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Don Draper's here. He's going to, like, slap someone on the butt and, like, say some cool shit about an ad campaign. Um, but, man, we got lots of, like, Oscars in this, like, Oscar nods in this film. So, like I said, Seamus, uh, Seamus has multiple Oscar nods. Uh, the director, Drew, he's got, he's got an Oscar nod. Actually, I think he's got an Oscar. Yeah, he's got an Oscar nod. Uh, Cynthia uh, Irvio. She's got an Oscar nod for her work as uh, play, the play, uh, playing the role of Harriet uh, Tubman. She's also got a Grammy nod. And, and uh, she's a, a Tony winner for The Color Purple on stage, which I thought was pretty awesome. Um, and then Jeff Bridges, who has six Oscar nods, plus uh, he won an Oscar for Crazy Heart. Like, this is a solid cast. Like, this is like... You have all the right ingredients to make a really great stew or, I don't know, pizza or whatever. Pick your poison. And mm. it just doesn't work. And that's the director. Yeah. That is a, and, and because he's the director think, and I the writer. it does work. It, it doesn't, doesn't fucking well, I work. Think, I think Cynthia Ervo Ur- stole it. Like, she was a scene stealer. But so was Kaylee Spenny, who played Rose yeah, in the yeah, film. Yeah, yeah. Like, she fucking freaked the shit out of me. 
Yeah, I mean, she did very well. The acting was fine. I mean, you're you've got like I said, you've got quality. Even Dakota Johnson, like she's done some good stuff. I mean, obviously people know her, you know, from Fifty Shades trilogy. Uh, I liked her in Superior, Suspiria, with the remake of Suspiria. She does a great job. Like again, all the ingredients are there. They're just in the hands of someone who's not really capable. It's like you're not a chef. You're a fucking line cook, buds. So maybe stick to fucking what you know. I don't know, man. I think this was. A perfect example of chocolate and peter butter just like crashing together and making some good fucking shit. No, this is this is like peanut butter and uh, foie gras. Two great things that definitely don't fucking go together. Actually, and I'm sure a producer will be like, I don't know, he can probably fucking cook with those two things. Um, <laughs> but it, it, I, I don't understand. Like, if this is a popular. That is so, not the metric of success. And, I fucking told you. And it's, it's high reviewed. Like, why did it? I why did it bomb more, at the theater? That's usually your metric for success. Is fucking tanked at the at the theater. No, because here's the uh, these films don't do well in theaters. Tarantino stuff does. And does do it? Yes. I mean, it, it depends. It doesn't. Like, it doesn't lose money. It doesn't lose money. Tarantino doesn't lose money. I mean, I think Reservoir Dogs is the only one that like only broke budget or something like that. And again, I'm not a hey, how much fucking money you know Thor Ultron fucking nah, 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 fucking movie. Like, I don't care about that shit either. Yeah, if you're if you're going by budget, then obviously Avengers Endgame and Avatar are the greatest movies ever made. Exactly, because they made a gazillion dollars. Um, <laughs> But I, I'm, I didn't enjoy this movie. I think that uh, I think a lot of the critics that like it uh, got a bit caught up in the uh, the idea of the film is better than the actual execution of the film. Um, yeah. I mean, like I said, uh, oh, I do want to talk about uh, Chris Hemsworth for a sec. Uh, do you have a favorite role that he's been in? Hemsworth? Yeah. Yeah. Uh. I still love him in that quick little scene in the Star Trek remake. Well, and I mean, he is the perfect Thor. Like, when I think of, like, Thor from a comic book, like, yeah, that's the guy. That is definitely the guy I would cast. Um, but have you ever seen I would him... cast Jessica D'Onofrio with long blonde hair. <laughs> you get it, right? Uh, I do not. I just think it's funny that you, like... Fucking Vincent D'Onofrio played Thor. Avengers and babysitting with Elizabeth Oh, that's Shue. right! Oh my god! That is oh my god! I can't believe that's from Full Metal Jacket. Yeah, that's fucked. I gotta go back and watch that. That's a, that's an interesting little piece of t- really. That's who that's who played Thor. Well, he would. They call the yeah 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 the when he comes down on the Thor, on the lift he has or whatever. The hammer. Yeah. yeah, and he has the hammer because he was like the construction worker, or the mechanic, or whatever. Yeah, they they're getting the car fixed. Have you ever seen yeah. uh, Have you ever seen Rush, the Formula mm-hmm. One film? By Ron yeah, Howard. I love that movie. That but I like is, oh. I like Damien Beller Bellar more than Hemsworth in that film. But Hemsworth literally like both of those actors, but definitely Hemsworth looks like the original person. You know what I mean? Like that. It, Rush is one of my favorite movies. It's it's again, it's a, like a perfect movie. Great soundtrack, uh, great styling, great casting. Um, yeah, like I think Hemsworth does a great job in that playing. Uh, what are the two drivers' names? It's like Nikki Lauda and uh, fuck, I can't remember the character that Hemsworth plays. Anyway, um, <laughs> you love him so much. You yeah, don't yeah. It just it just kind of like uh, it just kind of slipped my mind. I mean, the director for this film for El Royale, he's like 
you know, quoted movies like Casablanca and Out of the Past and Chinatown, which I was watching last night or whatever, and Barton Fink, which is a Coen Brothers film. Um, those are all great films. Again, I, I, I get it. Listen, you got the money. You got the, the ability to try and make this stuff happen. You took your shot. Good for you. You did make something that's really beautiful looking, but you fucking failed to make a good movie. Uh, watch Nocturnal Animals. It's a much better film. If you want snappy dialogue, go watch fucking Reservoir Dogs. I mean, it's a little more low budget aesthetically, but there's some great camera work and the fucking dialogue's better. Like, this guy should just stick to his fucking wheelhouse or, I don't know, get some fucking writing and directing lessons. I don't know. Now, oh, before we James sign Hunt. off, I'll just say... James Hunt and Nicky Lauda. Those are the two drivers in, uh, in, in Formula One. In Rush? Yes, like, you don't Rush. even know the fucking Well, it's Formula you're... One. No, like, they're Formula and One drivers this, in the movie Rush. This, this just proved my point into why you shouldn't listen to Chris in terms of this film. Are they not um, Formula One drivers? They're fucking Formula the, One drivers. But, but the fucking film's called Rush. It is called Rush. And I think the audience understands that I just talked about a film called Rush, and I said in their, in their Formula One. So, anyway... Do you have anything else to say about this fucking sloggy train wreck of a fucking film or what? I think it should be watched. I think more and more it's going to be even more popular and it will be a cult classic. Um, you can take it to the bank with that. And... Do you got a time frame for that so we can fucking check back in with you and I can be like, Meh, wrong. Oh, probably five years. In five, five years. years. Okay. Because uh, I'm telling you, the, the the people that are like that audience rating, that like 73% audience rating, those fucking people, those are people that wa- think they're supposed to like this movie because they're not fucking smart enough to realize that they're not supposed to. They're the, like the middle of the road uh, the quasi film fucking buffs that that still think Pulp Fiction is fucking Tarantino's best film. You know what I mean? That kind of shit. I, I hear what you're saying, and and again, I, I know I, I keep saying it. So you should have fun. I one I one hundred percent disagree with you on this <laughs> end, because I think what people are seeing is that you can make a love letter very well, right? You can take the bits of Carantino and make it your own. He he literally took just like every good apprentice. You you take. The bits and pieces that work from your mentors mold them and make it your own and i think he did a very good job here and i do look forward to his next film which i think it's a marvel movie if i'm not good. mistaken yeah he can fucking but, he can stick in but, there. Uh, uh yeah like i am looking forward to like i think he is an up-and-coming director um i think he already proved his chops in terms of um writing because even like he he did marvel's or netflix's daredevil he was one of the showrunners on that and that show was you know he has a certain kind of film he's good at working in this is not that film like he like you said he has has a pedigree coming out of like angel and buffy the vampire slayer he's working on marvel stuff even cloverfield and stuff like that like kind Mm -hmm. of you know or, or cabin in the woods the cabin in the woods like this is too serious a movie. This guy can't fucking write these kind of movies, and he sure as fuck can't direct them. Um, the last thing I'm going to say is go watch everything by Tom Ford, which is two films, but definitely watch Nocturnal Animals, and this movie's fucking garbage. Scott? I feel that you literally just picked one movie, and you're just like, I'm just going to pick this obscure movie 
and be like, this is the movie people should watch over it. Because he, he, he just repeat that fucking same film over Well, because that's again. the one I want to reference in this, because it also has the same DOP. So there's actually a connection. You can see a direct... You can see the, the the cinematographer work with a fucking director that knows what's going on. with a, And Tom Ford also adapted that script as well. So, like, you got a director who's kind of, like, writing and, and directing. You got a director who's writing and directing. One is successful, and one has fucking failed. So would that be Tom Ford? Because he's only done two, and Drew Goddard just constantly gets work. So who failed? Well, Tom Ford has two beautiful films that are critically acclaimed. That are beautiful. Oh. He's also fucking Tom Ford, the fashion director. I'm pretty sure he's got other shit on the go. You know what I mean? Mm, you know, teach their own. Anyway, that's all I got. And that is our rant for the day. Please like and subscribe to this podcast. You can also reach us and interact with us on social media at how do you like that one or email us at how do you like that movie at gmail.com. So do you know anybody that really doesn't like Tarantino? I don't I, I don't think anybody to be honest, I don't think anybody would ever admit that. Oh uh, well <laughs> I'm, I'm sure there's like a Christian group out there that doesn't like Tarantino. Like thousand bombs or something I'm like, like that. I'm picturing probably. like an AA style circle. Hi, I'm I'm Mark Stevenson and I don't like Quentin Tarantino. Hi, Mark. <laughs> it, but that's one hundred percent what it would be, right? Because I think in terms of film and genre, he—it's the same thing like it's—it's it's same thing like Scorsese. Yeah, or, right. or Kubrick or something like that. It's hard to just be like that guy fucking sucks. Yeah, it's it's why everybody's like, oh, Orson Welles and fucking Citizen Kane, best movie ever. It's just it, it just gets drummed down so much that everybody's like Tom yeah, Ford, yeah, Nocturnal yeah. Animals. Tom Ford, Nocturnal Animals. Tom Ford, yeah. Nocturnal Animals. Yeah, you, you keep on trying to <laughs> beat that drum. Production by Rod Shaver. Vader Monkey Productions.